Welcome to the Balancing Busy Podcast, where I help time-starved business owners cut their hours without losing income, dropping the ball with clients, or hurting the customer experience. I'm your host, Leah Ramelay. Since 2009, I've built six and seven-figure income streams while working part-time hours. This is possible and you are capable, so let's jump in. Let's make back to school better for everyone. I don't know where you're at with this, but I remember counting down the days until they went back to school. They'd been home all summer, you loved it, you have all this fun, but then you are so ready for structure. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're feeling as ready as we are to get them back off into their classrooms. And back to school, it just comes with a lot of emotion. It can feel stressful and nerve-wracking and anxious and all the feelings, both for for parents and for the students. So today's episode is all about making the back-to-school process just better all the way around. We're going to talk about the emotional part of it, the organizational part of it, the tactical part of it, and I'm going to break it down going from anywhere from four weeks before school starts all the way to the day of, that first day of school. I'm even going to share a secret strategy about those first day pictures, and uh, I hope a lot of you take me up on this one. Okay, so let's jump into this episode. Let's begin with two to four weeks before school starts. Here are my tips for you. First, have everyone do a clean out of their room. It feels so good to just start fresh. So this is a great time to say, okay, everybody, we are cleaning out the rooms, Give them boxes for donations, get those things out from under the bed, out from the closet, all the places so that they can start fresh and just feeling really good. We all feel better in a clean, organized space. If you have younger kids, this is going to mean you get to probably sit in there and help them. But I would encourage you to allow them to try to do some of it on their own if their room is really bad. Break it off into sections and suggest that they just work on one quadrant at a time because when they're looking at the whole thing, it's understandable. It can feel really, really overwhelming. Next, make some freezer meals. I am going to link into the show notes the exact freezer meals that we're making at our house for back to school. I actually am paying my daughter to make them and so are three of my friends. We all um, took these recipes from Six Sisters, and we were paying her to do the grocery shopping, to make them, prep them, and then give them to us. So that's how I'm getting my freezer meals. You guys know, I love outsourcing. And that's how I'm outsourcing my freezer meals. But getting a few freezer meals set up, even if it's just just a couple, it's going to feel so good as you're trying to transition into school and everything's feeling a little crazy to know that you have those. After that, download the school calendar and add the important dates into your family calendar. Now, as you're prepping and adding in everything into the calendar, uh, Kristen Prophet, one of our followers, she shared that she uses her cell phone calendar and she places the school calendar into her phone and then arranges daycare needs ahead of time. I love to also make sure that as I'm prepping my work calendar, that I'm really, really aware that for that first week, I want to be extra available for my kids. So I am going to be very limited in my availability when they get off school. 
actually just not available. <laughs> okay, back to school shopping. Obviously, two to four weeks might be a good idea to start back to school shopping, but I would suggest just doing a tiny bit, just a uh, few things that they need. I'm talking about clothing right now. Just a few things that they need, and then you can always do more school shopping later. Now, I was doing this because I used to buy a ton of clothes at the beginning of the year, and then they start looking, you know, kind of crummy after a few months and you're like, oh, you're starting to look a little, little bit like a rag muffin. And so I switched it and I just bought smaller amounts and then I would do more shopping throughout the year. Jacqueline Davis, one of our followers, she suggested that if it's going to be too stressful to do school shopping before, do it a week or two after school starts. And I love that idea because honestly, usually when school's starting, it's still hot. So they're going to be wearing their shorts Anyways, and that's not normal school clothes shopping unless you live in like Arizona or somewhere hot. So let them just wear the summer clothes a little bit longer and then you could do school shopping afterwards. Of course, you need to get school supplies, but be completely okay with ordering on Amazon or doing a Target pickup. I had another listener, Catherine McDonald, agree and said the exact same suggestion. So mama, I'm giving you full permission order it, just let it arrive. The last few years, it has been Amazon. This year it was Target pickup. They just put it in my trunk. I did not spend any time in the store. Next, design your zones. So can you create a quiet zone for studying and homework, a paper zone for handouts and teacher communications, a mom zone for when you just need a minute? Okay, that's really just the bathroom, but we can help. Next, start limiting screen time. This is one that I really, really think it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. We all know. You can imagine it right now. You're like, oh, that one's going to hurt. But it really is important to start weaning them off the screen time if it's been a little heavy throughout summer and encouraging them to read. We absolutely bribed our kids to read, and I have no guilt about that because it totally worked. So we used to, at the beginning of summer, but I mean, who cares when you start it? Start at any time. But we would say that they got a dollar a book. We would always go to Disneyland for fall. And so they that was their extra spending money. So they would mark every book and then they were going to get a dollar. My girls who are just ferocious readers, they'd have 50 some dollars to spend by the time we went. Uh, our son was on a much smaller budget, but it worked. And they love reading it got them motivated. So, you know, I was all for it. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Now let's talk about one to two weeks before school starts. So we started two to four weeks. We're into it's it's in that two week or less zone. First of all, make your lunch game plan. Are, are they just buying lunch? Perfect. That's super easy. But if you're going to be making lunches, then make that plan. Get an idea of what they'd like. Start getting some ideas for yourself of what you could make. If you're going to be dropping in little notes, go buy those or find little notes that you can print early. So every day I always put a note in their lunch boxes and... To make this easier for myself, I would go onto Pinterest, find a bunch of different lunch notes. I would even find them based on seasons. So I'd find ones for Halloween and for Christmas and all the different holidays plus encouragement ones. I'd pre-print them, cut them all, and then just have them in a drawer in the kitchen so I could grab one out. I didn't have to think about it again for the entire year. I would print so many. You can even buy them now. So that's another 
awesome option. Today's episode is brought to you by Daily Harvest and you can get $30 off your first box. Now, Daily Harvest is the super foods that make choosing what you're going to eat super fast because I am not willing to use brain cells to figure out what I'm eating for breakfast and lunch every day. So I choose ahead of time a box of healthy deliciousness, have it delivered to my door, And then when I need a quick breakfast, my favorite is chocolate and blueberry or mint cacao. Those are my favorite smoothies. Or if I need a lunch, I'm always going for the butternut squash and rosemary or the sweet potato and wild rice hash. Throw them in my blender or the microwave, whichever it calls for. And in just a few minutes, I have an incredibly healthy meal that is filled with superfoods. Give it a try by going to dailyharvest.balancingbusy.com. My next idea is one I'm really, really excited about. And if you haven't thought of it, I hope you will. I wish I would have thought of this years and years earlier than I did. But sit down with each one of your kiddos for a little goal setting session. Sit down with them and ask them some questions. What would they like to accomplish this year? We really like to encourage our kids to set one goal in each category. So they set a physical goal, a social goal, a spiritual goal, and an intellectual goal. This is so powerful in helping us realize what they're nervous about, how they're feeling, what they're excited about, what they're considering trying. So really just sitting down, this is one-on-one or two-on-one, right? Like mom, dad, and kiddo, or or you and, and kiddo, and they get to have time, just them and you, where they get to have their little goal setting session. Next one. Arrange to meet teachers, especially for kids who are more anxious or nervous, which who isn't when it comes to something totally new like that? I mean, starting something new is terrifying for us adults. Of course, it's going to be nerve wracking for them. So how can you help them feel more comfortable? I always think if I'm familiar with the space, with the people, with what's expected of me, it really, really helps calm my own nerves. So maybe that means going on a tour of the school if it's new for your child or going and seeing the classroom. If they're navigating something new like a locker, go and work on working that locker combination with them. I have to tell you, my first locker was a nightmare. I could not figure it out. I had to carry everything with me for the first couple weeks. I tried. I could not figure that stinking locker out. My mom found out and she ended up making me stay outside at our shed, which we had the same kind of locker, uh, the same kind of lock on our shed as, as we did on our lockers. And I had to work that locker until I could open and close it. I was out there forever, but I did figure out how to open my locker and I didn't have to carry absolutely everything with me for the rest of the year. So, you know, it worked out. Let's now jump into the week before. So this is that final seven day countdown. To begin with, let them try on their first day of school outfit. Let them do a little modeling session for you. Pop on the backpack and wait for it. Take the first day of school picture early. Yes, I am suggesting it does not have to be the actual morning of. There is enough going on on the morning of school. Trying to make sure you have enough time and trying to keep them happy and not feeling stressed as you're trying to get the most adorable post or postable picture, really not conducive for a great first day. So why don't we just take that first day picture a week early? No one's going to know. The morning of has enough going on without trying to get that cute pic too. 
I also love to plan something fun for the first day of school. So make sure that that week before you grab what you need. I always grabbed our favorite treats from a local bakery to be waiting when they got home on their first day. That was kind of just a little tradition we had. And then I'd usually do a special dinner for the first day of school. So think about what what fun things you want to have for that first day just to give them something to get really excited about and look forward to when they come home. And then, of course, we really need to get back into the bedtime routine for school time. Tori Playstead, one of my followers, suggested getting back into school into that school nighttime routine in increments of 15 minutes. I really, really love that. In fact, that's exactly what I personally do when I'm trying to get back into my morning routine. If I've gotten off of it, I would do 15 minute increments until I got myself to when I really wanted to be waking up. We can do the same thing with our kids. If you know they've been allowed to stay up pretty late, this is a great opportunity to just start 15 minute increments, getting them to a more reasonable bedtime that will make it so that they have a better day at school. Next, we really want to go over expectations. So this just helps everybody to know what is expected, what's going to happen. It'll help them feel more confident and you feel like, okay, I know I've told you this, but uh, let me tell you one more time. I know it's all new. So go over those expectations. When do they do homework? Is it right when they get home? Do they need a little bit of time to just decompress first? Is it maybe after dinner? When is screen time allowed? What time do they need to go to bed at night? What are the rules for hanging out with friends on a school night? Where should they put papers and handouts for you to find? Now, this is completely different depending on the age of your kids. I have all high schoolers this year, so going over expectations is going to be very different for me this year than it was 15 years ago or 10 years ago when they were all in elementary school. So based on where your kids are at, go over expectations, what they can expect from you, what you are expecting from them. It'll help everybody to feel more confident. And we need some landing zones. So in order for all of these things to work well, you're going to need landing zones. And it's great to do a little practice run through of where backpacks and shoes and papers all go so that, again, expectations are clear. And then it's probably a good idea to grocery shop for those after school snacks and lunch supplies the week before. You know, I love grocery delivery, just trying to make your life easier. So again, don't feel like you actually have to go to the store. Just put in the order. All of this brings us to the first day of school. On the first day of school, the very first thing I am going to suggest is that you wake up before the kids. Get dressed. Have a minute. They're going to be feeling nervous. So you and I, we need to be feeling very zen. And us feeling behind because we woke up late or we're not ready is not a good way to start the day. So make sure that you're waking up before everybody else. You've been able to get dressed. You feel good. We feel more productive when we're dressed. You're feeling confident. You've had a minute. All of those good things for you. And that way you can go wake them up feeling wonderful. Also, I love to sneak a little note into each of my kids' pockets or lunch boxes for them to find during their day. I don't think they can grow out of this. I'm still going to do it this year, and I will honestly sneak one in for college too. You just wait. It's going to happen. So I don't think they grow out of that one. I think that little words of encouragement, they help all of us. I haven't grown out of it. I love words of encouragement. And I said this one before, but I'm going to say it again just to, just to reiterate. Skip the first day pick. Instead, do it the week before, days before, when they model their first day outfits for you so that you don't have to stress over that. 
My next one is for you. And I really am going to encourage you. I'm, I'm giving you permission. You don't need it. But if you feel like you need it, this is it to do something just for you. When my kids were little, when they were in elementary school, I used to organize this mom lunch on the first day to celebrate. It would be like our celebration lunch that they're all back to school. And it was so much fun and it felt so good. So whatever it is, whatever whatever is gonna make you feel great, do something just for you. You did it, you got them to school. You deserve, you deserve a, a little something. Then I'm gonna suggest when they get home from school, you're going to be so excited. You're going to want to talk to them. Hopefully they're really excited too, but they may need a little bit of downtime throughout this first week, especially as they're easing back into school. It's probably still hot. It's a lot. They are overstimulated based on what summer felt like probably versus the structured school day. So they're probably going to be worn out and they might just need a little more downtime in that first week. So kind of plan and maybe think about that and then start a tradition where you ask them something every day that helps them to see and be the good. I got this from books I read years and years and years ago. You know, those really, really famous, incredible humans who have done these awesome things and they talk about the questions their parents would ask them. And I was like, oh, that's so good. I'm going to do it too. So years and years ago, I started asking my kids these different questions. And Ultimately, there's really two that I would ask. One is on their way to school, I would challenge them to make someone's day better that day. And so after school, I'd ask whose day they brightened and how. So on on the way out the door, I'd be like, okay, remember to make somebody feel good today. Look for who needs a little extra something. And then after school, I'd ask them, whose day did you brighten? What did you do? And it was just really fun getting getting to hear their answers. The other thing that I would ask at the dinner table, and this was absolutely because I almost think it might have been Sarah Blakely. I can't remember who it is, but someone's parent asked him this and I was like, "Ooh, that's good. I'll take it. And it was, how did you fail today? It's this idea of helping them understand that pushing yourself, doing hard things, challenging yourself. It means you're not always going to be perfect. You're not always going to get it right. You can't always ace if you're really, really pushing yourself. So asking them what mistakes they made, how they failed can be really, really powerful in encouraging them to try and to put themselves out there. And then another question that has been really helpful is just asking them who they ate lunch with and what did they talk about? This can really help you know how things are going socially. So there you have it. Those are All of my ideas, my tips, some that were shared from our amazing followers. Thank you so much to my followers who shared your own tips. That was amazing. I'm going to ask more questions as I'm developing episodes to get you guys' ideas because I know you have so many incredible strategies and tips of your own. So there you go. I hope that you'll be able to take at least a few of these to make back to school even better, to balance that busy and just have more bliss. Now, if you have a friend, a BFF, a sister, fellow caregiver, parent, human that loves kids, and you think this episode would help them, please share it with them. Or maybe you're a teacher and you'd love to share this with the caregivers of your students. Please, please share it. Now, if you're open-minded to this, I would love for you to take just a moment, 
right now, like right now, and open up whatever podcast app you're listening to this on and leave a review for the Balancing Busy podcast. If you've already done that, thank you so much. This is a new podcast and your reviews make the difference a hundred percent. Imagine also how cool it would be if the next time you're listening to the Balancing Busy podcast, you end up hearing your own review being featured. That'd be really cool, right? Okay, so please take a moment right now, open up the app you're listening to this on and leave a five-star review. Thank you so much. And if no one's told you yet today, you are amazing.